Hey everybody, it's time for another Texas Homegrown Music. For all you music lovers out there, it's Maylee Thomas, and we've got a great Texas band for you. The name of the band is Shaker Hymns, and their lead singer, Niles Robakowitz, is going to be with us today, talking about their journey and uh, what they've been through to get to where they are today. They've been playing, I think that uh, he was telling me that they formed this band back in 2014. And they've got some great songs out there, great music. They just released their first full album called Ties That Bind. And I think you guys are going to enjoy it. This guy's an incredible lyricist. So I don't want to take a lot of time. I'm going to play a song for you guys off of, uh, I'm going to give a shout out to another group out there called Boarded Up Music on YouTube. And during COVID, they reached out to several bands and they uh, recorded us in their studio uh, video. And this is a song that we haven't even released yet, but I'm going to play it for you guys today. And it's called Show a Little Mercy. That's my band. And when we come back, we're going to be with Naj Rabakowitz. And I know you guys are going to enjoy it. So here we go. Maylee Thomas Band and Boarded Up Music. This song is called Show a Little Mercy.
Well, hey, everybody, well, this is take two, and I'm going to be completely transparent with my listeners and let you guys know that sometimes things happen and you have no control over. And um, so, hey, Niles, how are you doing for the second time? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's good to be back. I uh, So I'm out if for all you listeners out there. If it sounds different than it usually does, I'm not in my normal space, my little studio. And um, I'm in Oklahoma. I'm over in Broken Bow on our annual trip with, <laughs> with uh, five other couples every year. And I am so grateful that I was able to get to nab Niles again and get him to redo this interview. So if you guys hear something in the background, I've got people playing puzzles down there and they're watching somebody's watching movie people out in the hot tub. So I I don't even know what kind of noises might come out of this interview, but we'll try to keep that to a minimum. But Niles, um, I... I really want to try to cover a few things that we did on the other interview um, just because, you know, it really spoke to me. So I think what we'll do, let's just start out again with you giving us a little um, idea of how it is that you got even into doing music and and this whole journey of of Shaker hymns. Yeah, I started off, um, I started playing guitar when I was nine, and I only did it as something to pass the time. I was notoriously grounded as a kid. I, I, <laughs> I would always do something silly. They got me. I was an only child also, so my parents didn't have anyone else to, to bring down their discipline on. Uh-huh. So I was grounded a lot, and every time I would get grounded, um, they would not let me go play with my friends, play outside, or they would take away video games, which I was never really a big video game kid anyways, but the one thing they wouldn't take away was guitar. So I, I started playing guitar from an early age and uh, always liked telling stories. I kind of grew up around storytellers, and um, whenever athletics stopped, I was an athlete in high school and wanted to pursue that in college, and whenever that finally came to a head and stopped, um, I had to find something else to kind of focus my energy and my dedication towards, I guess. And, um, I, like I said, I'd always played music, uh, as a hobby. So I decided that I would go out and try to play some, some gigs. And, uh, once that started happening, I realized that if I wanted to keep doing it, I was going to have to write some songs. And so that's where the storyteller aspect came in. And that was back in 2012 and I've been doing it pretty heavily ever since. Well, um, and I'm so glad you have it. You know, you mentioned something to me earlier um, that you uh, often wrote stories, even as a kid, that you were just, you know, your mind was always taking you places and you were able to write interesting stories. Did you yeah, feel I grew like, up, uh, like I said, like it was something it was always there. And I was, I was going to say I grew up as an only child. Uh, so whenever my, my parents would take me to hang out with their friends or other family members, it was always older people. And uh, there's a there's a pretty strong tradition in Texas of, of tall tales and you know the fish stories start here and then they end up being you know really big and um, <laughs> like I said I kind of grew up around that I grew up around that storytelling aspect and um, when I was really really young I, I remember being kind of obsessed with history and anytime we would learn something new like whether it be something about the Civil War the American Revolution I would write full on short stories for nobody it wasn't like a grade or anything it wasn't a project I would just write them at home I would get on my computer and write and write and write and write and 15 pages later I had this short story about the American Revolution 
Well, I um, I can tell you this. You have a gift. You really do have a prolific gift for um, writing and being able to give us, you know, to put us in that place in the songs. And so I, I am going to predict here, Niles, that at some point you are going to be writing a story, a stage play, a movie, something, because I can already tell that it's, it's, it's there. It's in your wheelhouse. You just probably haven't uh, honed in on it yet, but... You know, I know I've lived a lot longer than you already, and I can tell you, I know people that have have done it, and I know where they start, and, and it already sounds like it was yeah. dropped into your soul. So, I think we, we can yeah. all expect. I mean, if I can write a screenplay, if I can write a screenplay, I'll probably actually make some money. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if money wasn't, um, if if you didn't have a lack of money, what would be different in your life right now? What would you do with your time different um, if money? If you if you had you know all the money you needed, what would your day look like? Ah uh, man, I would do a lot of tending to land. That's my biggest goal in life is to own some land. Is that so right? If I had some money. That's where I would be. Yeah, that, that's where I would be. Uh, just out somewhere in the forest, either chopping down trees or building a fence or something. <laughs> that's funny. So you really like to do that <laughs> yeah. physical labor. Well, you might, have, you might have been born in the wrong time. You should have been born in those days I of think so. you know crossing across the the Yellowstone the eight. 1883 version yeah. of, um, you know, the craze right now in Texas is all these people yeah. watching Yellowstone. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think I've about always liked that. working, working kind of with my hands. Well, I, I do think about that, and I don't want to get off on another subject, but how different um, our lives would be if in every day we just had to figure out where we were going to sleep that night and what we were going to eat. Um, and would we have, would we be yeah. the ones sitting around by the fire singing songs to bring people, you know, happiness and joy? I think I probably, I think I, I am, you know, would we be the one that brings the kumbaya moment to, you know, the chaos, <laughs> the, the chaos yeah. of the world? Yeah. Um, I, I think you definitely would because you've already told me that some of these songs that you wrote, and of course, we're, we're going to talk about your new record that you just released, uh, this last record, and about how it was pretty much based on a breakup. Is that, would that yeah. be accurate? Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, I, uh, I was going through a really, really tough breakup. Um, there was a girl that I met in college and we dated all throughout college and then I, uh, I kind of let life get the best of me. I was also dealing, my dad was having a, a bunch of health issues. And so I was not really dealing with it in the right way. And that, you know, that leads to a breakup or, or whatever it does. And I ended up living in a storage shed for about a year and a half. And I wrote uh, the good majority of the album while I was living in that storage shed. Wow. And so, um, so I, I, out of that, out of that album, I know that, um, I, I, the first thing that I noticed was there's some pain in here. I mean, I was, I was literally listening to some of those songs and feeling the pain of, um, especially on songs like, uh, where, where was that? Um, not alone. Bloomfield, mm -hmm. of course, which we're going to talk about. Um, I think you told me, though, that Not Alone you might have written prior to. Is that a song that you wrote during Not the breakup? Not Alone. Or? It, was, it was after the breakup. Um, 
I was I had met uh, there's this girl named Juliet McConkie who's a great great songwriter and she was living in San Marcos at the time we met at Cheatham Street and uh, as, as soon as we met I was very very uh, astounded by her writing and we started hanging out a lot and I pitched this song idea to her I said you know I was I have this verse uh, in this chorus and I kind of want it to be about you know wanting to call your or your ex significant other or wanting to call someone but knowing that you you shouldn't or you can't because they're going to answer and they they won't be alone they won't be they won't be ready to take your call the way you want them to oh yeah well, I love that I, love, and I think there's probably a lot of us out there that have had that poetic moment from breakups where we wonder what they're doing and maybe you finally get to the place where you want to say those things that you recognize that they left you over right and, sure. and, yeah, and kind of make it right and and sometimes it's you know sometimes it's good for you just because you want to get it off your chest but sometimes it's bad for them because you're throwing them in a position that they weren't ready for so I get that 100%. and that's that's, uh, that's a beautiful thing about yep well, I um, <laughs> I I want to I want to play the song "Yours Truly" um, first because that song I don't know when I when I heard that song I noticed a lot of other people like it as well because it's gotten a lot of downloads on Spotify and of course Apple and a lot of these um, outlets that we measure things by but I don't necessarily think that that's always my favorite song on people's records but I, I definitely think this song shows you off as a singer and a writer and and certainly what you went through during this breakup which by the way people <laughs> the girl that he's singing about <laughs> that he is lamenting over in this whole record they're now back together what a beautiful thing got her back got her back <laughs> yeah she probably listened to the record and goes okay all right you do get it oh yeah yeah she's uh she's from fort worth texas and there's a there's a song on the album called rain in fort worth and her family heard it and all of her friends heard it and i swear i couldn't get away from that song for the longest time everyone was playing it and it was just like hey y'all realize that this is not doesn't feel good for me y'all need to you know, take it somewhere else <laughs> but yeah they love they love singing it at shows now whenever we go play whenever they come what on. what's uh, what is your girlfriend's name Delia. Her name's Delia. Delia. And that uh, that is such a beautiful name. I love that. Well, Delia, I am so happy that you guys found one another again. And I'm equally happy that Niles finally got his head out of the sand and realized what uh, he was missing. And being the mom of two yeah. boys, I can tell you that there's just something that occurs between the ages of 22 and 32. I don't know what it is, but it's like an awakening. I think that... Uh, you know, we'll, we, we could start a whole new thing called Awakening, and it's about boys and <laughs> boys to men. <laughs> so yeah. we're going to yeah, play the song Yours Truly, and um, <laughs> Dahlia, this will be for you, honey, because I can appreciate where you guys have been and where you're going. And when we come back, I want to talk about the band and also about some shows that you're going to have coming up and that you've got some new material that you're already working on for next um project and we're very happy to hear that so you're listening to texas homegrown music with yours truly maylee thomas and my guest niles rabakowitz from shaker hymns and here's yours truly 
up faster the farther that I run. I'll save you the trouble. Yeah, I'll be home soon. It's at the grave or the altar. Well, congratulations. I hope I can find my suit. You never think to yourself it'll get this bad. And then you're talking to family and looking at pictures, laughing at all the times you had. I can tell you that Christmas in the ICU is everything that you thought it'd be with colder walls and darker shades of blue. with Niles Rabakowitz of Shaker Hymns and Niles I'm so sorry that I'm going to miss your show I know you guys are going to be at Lava Cantina um, this week on Thursday night and I'm going to unfortunately be in D.C. doing my duties as a mayor's wife which you know every once in a while I have to put that hat on and and, and for people that know me they can't even imagine that that's even part of my life but um, I'm sorry I'm going to miss it, but I've got some friends I'm sending out to see you. So I've been been sharing your music yeah. and um, especially to some of my um, friends that are lonely, that are going through breakups or that, you know, have felt um, that. And when we come back, uh, when we come back around, I want to talk about that particular song, Bloomfield, that I love so much. Tell me about your band and how you guys got it together. And also, it's an interesting um 
I want to know where you got the name Shaker Hymns and how you got the name Shaker Hymns because I, I love the name. So the name, uh, the name came right before I met uh, the members of our band. I was playing in uh, some other bands uh, around town, around San Marcos, and kind of just trying to get anything going. And um, at the time, I'm, I'm, I've always been a pretty... I consider myself, I guess, to be a hard worker. I, uh, I I try to dedicate as much time as possible to whatever craft I'm working on. And so, at the time when we were playing with these bands, trying to get something started, uh, we were practicing like five or six days a week, uh, probably four to six hours a day. And we were doing that because we couldn't book any shows. No one would book us anywhere. It was it was impossible so we would just practice and practice and I considered ourselves uh, pretty hard working and I heard this song uh, by the Turnpike Troubadours called Morgan Street and uh, the chorus the the chorus is the movers and shakers on Morgan Street and I thought that was kind of cool I kind of started looking into that and uh, shakers are just people that are always hustling you know kind of trying to shake up the 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 work atmosphere I guess trying to keep things going and I was like that's pretty cool like we're kind of we're kind of hard working people we're shakers I guess and um, we also kind of relate a lot to, to people of that that status and people that are hard workers and so we decided to call ourselves Shaker Hymns kind of like the, the song of the working man or the hymn of the working man I, I like it a lot and, and that was like, so your guys tell me how you met your guys yeah I was uh, so right after we came up with a name I was um, losing band members really quickly. I couldn't hold on to any of them. They were every time we'd get into a situation where I was like, "Hey, we need you to commit because we want to go on the road." Uh, they would, you know, either have a job or something that wouldn't allow them to do it, which is fair. Uh, but I was working at Levi's in San Marcos at the Gene Outlet, and uh, I met our drummer there one night. We were closing the store down, and we got to talking and. I asked him if, you know, he played music or if he, you know, what kind of music he listened to. And he told me he was a drummer. And I was like, okay, very cool. Uh, so we got with him. And the day that we were supposed to rehearse uh, with our new band, our bass player quit. And so I told the drummer and he was like, well, my roommate plays guitar, but he could probably play bass for us. So I said, okay. So then we started out uh, with them too. And then another guy on guitar. And we did that for two years or so. And then ended up, <coughs> excuse me, being a three piece for a while. And then we met our guitar player, uh, I think around 2016 or 2017. He was playing with another band that we would play a lot of shows with. They ended up running their course and, and dissolving, I guess. And uh, as soon as we heard that, we, we went and picked him up. And that was around, 20, like I said, 2017 or 2018 is when he finally joined. And he's been with us ever since. And so give me those guys' names, drummer, bass, and guitar player. Our drummer's name is uh, Julian, uh, Julian Emerson. Our bass player is Dylan Schmodel, and our guitar player is Hunter Howell. So th so you travel most of the time now as a four-piece? Yeah, we, uh, we're trying to incorporate a, a fifth member on keys, but it's just hard with scheduling. We're, we're pretty busy, and uh, most of the players that we, we find already have steady gigs. If they are, and normally, if they're good enough, they already have steady gigs. So trying to find someone to, to jump on the road and, you know, take pay cuts every now and then is kind of hard to do. No, I get it. I get it. I mean, I've been playing long enough to tell you that um, our, you know, our 
bass player has been with us for going on almost 18 years but everything else has been a pretty good rotation I mean we've had and we'll, we'll have keyboard players for a number of years five usually but you know it, it, it's so easy when you play keys and guitar and certainly drums too to get thrown into a gig at the last minute if you're really yeah. good you can you can how many you know you didn't have that many gigs and people spend a lot of time writing did did you do that as well did you find yourself writing a lot during all during the this break that we've had as musicians for the last year year and a half i I would say probably about the same and that's only because i find myself constantly writing I, i didn't notice a huge difference um i'm not the kind of person that i don't i don't wake up and sit at the table and say, hey, I need to write for eight hours today. Right. But I'm uh, pretty constantly um, writing notes down or hearing a phrase or something and, and kind of jotting it down. And if I get that, that'll normally turn into a song pretty quickly. Um, so I didn't necessarily find myself writing more because I had more time. Uh, but I will say that having more time kind of allowed me to edit the songs a little bit better. Okay. Which is something that uh, I've been really trying to get better at. Um, writing has always been <sighs> such a, uh, a free form, uh, like, spout, I guess. It just kind of comes out. But editing is something that I haven't necessarily really honed in on, so I've taken a lot of time over the, over the COVID, COVID mess to uh, start really honing in my editing skills. Well, what do you think, um, you know, when you were talking about putting the band together, what did what would you think was the most significant turn in 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 the band as to making it making it roadworthy? Was it because you felt like you had enough material? Because I have a lot of people that are constantly asking me, you know, how do you get started? What do you do to get started? What do you think was the biggest turning point for you to realize, man, we are a band now and we can get out there and, you know, make it with the best of them? I think... It's really funny. We were—I would say that we were kind of stupid for about three or four years, and we were silly enough to believe that that something could happen. And then by the time that we actually got good enough, is that was when we really started looking at ourselves, being like, "Man, what were we thinking for three or four years?" And um, we we did some battle of the bands competitions early on that we ended up winning. And uh, I think really the major turning point that that kind of set us off on a, a really strong trajectory was when all of us finally graduated from college, we started realizing like, okay, we're at a crossroads here. What are we going to do? And, um, we are, we're all, uh, equal business owners in the, in the band. So that was something that I kind of brought to them from the very beginning. I said, you know, if we're going to do this, I want to be in a band and I want, I want everyone to have ownership, but that also means that everyone's going to have to kind of, you know, pony up. bite the bullet every now and then. And mm-hmm. it, yeah. Pony up. And, I think when we graduated college and everyone realized that we were like equal stakes in this, um, it really kind of set a fire under our butt to go out and, and get every little opportunity that we can and, and kind of exploit everything the best way that we can. And so, yeah, I would say right after college is when it started getting pretty serious. And what are, what would you say are the things that keep you up at night about what you're not being able to do and what, you know, makes you feel anxiety about doing this as a, for a living and, and, you know, as a lifestyle? Oh man, it's a loaded question there. Uh, I have a lot of, I have a lot of friends who, who I went to school with and probably one of the hardest things is 
you know, being a, a business owner, you have to realize that you're investing. And so you see a lot of your friends kind of go and get their entry level jobs, making forty, fifty thousand dollars a year. And, you know, I'm still working part time at a grocery store while I'm playing acoustic gigs during the week and, and hitting the road when I can and writing when I can. Uh, so the, the hardest part is, is probably seeing everyone get that kind of immediate success and kind of having to tell yourself, like, hey, it's all right. Just keep doing what you're doing and keep uh, putting one foot in front of the other. Eventually it'll pay off. Well, you know, it's funny you say that because I'm I'm one of those people that, you know, I just talk to people when I meet them and I go to our local Trader Joe's for my groceries all the time. And there's one guy there that I've, I've been talking mm. to and he happens to know who I am and what I do. And I, I said something to him. So, you know, do, are you, um, do you listen to music? Is, is music important to your life? And he said, well, I actually have a band with my brother, you know, and we're really we're trying to get things going. And every time I see him, I ask him how it's going. And now he's good. They're putting out their first record in a month and they've got a single dropping in a few weeks. And it's so fun awesome. to, be, to be a part of this journey with him and having, you know, to know yeah. what he's going through to do that. You know, ma- barely making enough money to get by and then trying to make enough money to make a record. Um, it's tough. Yeah. People don't have any idea what it what it takes um, to do that. And uh, no, they don't. You know, and, and then you get the record and then you got to go out and promote it yourself and try to get people to play it and um, and book shows. And I, I get it. I totally get it. Um, you know, I, I do. And I admire people wanting to, to get into it because it's tough. It's it's nothing like people imagined until you get into it. So I'm proud of you guys for doing uh, it. And uh, and the whole storage shed thing just makes me really sad. But at the same time, I'm I'm looking at you now. So for all you people out there, he's out of the shed, by the way. He's in a really nice house. I can see. I can see. Yeah, he got a nice big TV. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, you know, no matter what, you've succeeded in, um, in, you know, making uh, the, the right step. To, to, to go forward but I'm, all right we're gonna play as I am and I wanted to just share the, the, the chorus with you people I want you to really listen to the lyrics of his songs because they really are incredible but you I love the line that you said take me as I'm leaving or leave me as I am and um, I can't tell you how many times I've wanted to say that to someone <laughs> <laughs> That's it's right. been That's a long time. All about saying saying what everyone wants to say. Well, um, I I I think you're a wonderful human being, Niles, and 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 for people that don't know. I'll say it again. This is the second interview in just a couple of days because the first one got messed up. So I have a little bit more, um, a little bit more history with you than, than, than what people are hearing in this interview. And I can tell you people, this guy is the real deal. He's got an incredible craft, um, of being able to write and sing. And he's a good human as well, just from the things that I've already talked to him about. So I really want you guys to go out and get his music and be sure and see these cats when they're playing. They're called Shaker Hymns. We're going to play As I Am when we come back. Um, I wanted him to talk about the song Bloomfield that I think is such a beautiful song about what it feels like to be alone. And um, 
and I know a lot of people have felt that. So this one is um, As I Am, and you're listening to Texas Homegrown Music with Maylee and my guest Nas Robakowitz of Shaker Hymns, and we'll be right back. Okay, we're back with Niles Rabakowitz from Shaker Hymns. And um, Niles, I uh, I was sharing, with, you know, the your song Brookfield. I mean, um, Bloomfield with my friends here at the lake, um, and they're all very impressed by your writing as well. And um, especially knowing how young you are, that you can already, you know, say so much. But um, 
I am particularly um, in love with the one line. In fact, I sent it to a friend of mine, and she'll tell you that it spoke to her. If you've ever felt lonely, it's usually at night. I don't know why it is. I think it's because, um, you know, one of the great things about having a relationship is being able to share your day with someone and to be able to, you know, hang out at the end of whatever the, the day was for both of you and share with one another what your day was like, right? And yeah, night time seems to be the place, to, the time to do that. And uh, so you, you wrote this lyric called, and, and the lyric says, the only friend that knows me goes by the name of lonely. Be careful. You'll meet him after dark. And um, when I when I heard that line, I had to go back and rewind and listen to it again, because I thought if somebody ever captured what that feeling is like you did in that line and in the song. And I think you told me you wrote this song in New Mexico. Yeah, I wrote it uh, right right after we got back from New Mexico. There's a little town called Bloomfield. It's about an hour south of Durango and really, really small town. So uh, with a small population, it's going to be a smaller crowd at the show. And we went out there and played two nights at this place. And um, I was, like I said, I was going through a breakup and, and having some, some family issues. My dad was, was in and out of the hospital. He was really sick. And... I was living in a storage shed, so my, my life at the time seemed like, you know, maybe it could have been better. And I remember getting home and I got really, really sick after that trip. Um, this was before COVID, uh, so it had to have been the flu or something. I'm not really sure, but I got to where I couldn't even, I couldn't leave my bed. I was so sick. And so I, I finally got up one day and uh, I made myself a little I think with some whiskey or something and I was trying to feel better and I grabbed I have this nylon string guitar which is um, what kind of what Willie Nelson plays is, is a nylon string guitar and so I was kind of fiddling around with some Willie Nelson stuff and kind of playing some Ryan Bingham stuff and one thing that both of those guys do really really well is put into words uh, in a very simple way a very strong and uh, profound kind of feeling and so I was like well I want to do something like that and I kind of took the whole uh, Bloomfield trip as a like a, a map, microcosm map of, on of your life thoughts, yeah you know? yeah a roadmap and and kind of just you know what was happening with not only with myself but I mean our entire band we were all in a in a pretty dark place at that period of time I mean not not necessarily with each other we, we were all getting along but you know we were all broke as broke as a joke and trying to I mean just trying to scounge up gas money to get from here to New Mexico in a van and trailer um, and so tough, I, was, you know, I, was, I was kind of yeah I was uh, I was in that in that moment in that feeling and so I wrote the song about being lonely and hoping that anybody would would relate to it and it turns out that a lot of people do Oh, yeah. A lot of people, too. Definitely my friend, AJ, she'll tell you that uh, when I sent her that, she was like, yep, he nailed it. <laughs> pretty much pretty much how it is. And um, I, and you nailed it on a lot of things. I mean, I want I really want people to know that I only chose the three songs that I did because I wanted it to be a little bit different. Not necessarily the only songs that I loved on that record or on your newest record, because I'll tell you, um, not alone and how to love um you know, just fine. And you mentioned it before, Rain in uh, Fort Worth. 
I, I don't know. I, I don't even know how to even start because I really like the record and I really like your writing and I really like you and I can't wait to see you live. I Hopefully I can maybe come see you at what I believe is probably like your home base, which is Cheatham Street Warehouse. Is that right? In San Marcos? Yeah, we've been playing there for about four years now, and um, every time we play, the crowds get a little bit bigger, and it's where we're all based out of. We all live around the area, so all of our friends and family come out, and it's really nice for us to get to play shows for our friends and family because we don't get to see them that often as as much as we're on the road or either working or whatever we're doing, and we're, uh, we're uh, I guess... I shouldn't say that we're allowed, but we definitely take advantage of the hometown crowd and probably drink way, way, way more Jaeger bombs than we should. But it turns <laughs> out to be a fun night. Knowing that you can get you can get a ride home no matter what, because you got plenty of people there that'll, yeah. that'll won't let you drive and get you there. Good, I'm glad to hear that. But yeah. um, I know that you guys were just in Fort Worth at the Magnolia um, Lounge over there, and I know that uh, your your girlfriend's from there, so I'm sure you're going to be back there um, coming up in the spring so for, where's the best yeah. place for people to find you and to find your gigs would it be at your website or do it we, we keep our website pretty up to date it's um, shakerhymns.com shaker like salt shakers hymns like church hymns h-y-m-n-s um, shakerhymns.com would, would be the first place that you should go uh, but we're pretty active also on social media with Facebook Instagram Twitter and all those handles are at shakerhymnsband Okay. And we, we stay pretty updated posting all of our shows on there. Yay. Well, um, I want to see you guys live soon because I, I and I'd love to have you guys come to McKinney and play um, at the sanctuary sometime. And, um, and yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to take advantage of owning the place and get up there and sing with you at some point. So we'll talk. We'll talk about that. I, hope so. I would love to do that. But I, um, so. I, I really enjoyed having you on the show, Niles, and um, you seem like such a cool dude. And I can't wait to meet your significant other and um, and your ride to, to yeah. be where you are. And I just wish you so much success and love and peace and happiness. And um, it, it, it's a tough road, I know, but I'm so glad you decided to take a chance on it because you really do have a gift um, and we all want to enjoy more of it. So I want to see more more of gigs and I hopefully will see you soon. So if you're listening, I've really had Anaz Rabakowitz and we're getting ready to play a song that's definitely going to speak to your heart um, and it's called Bloomfield and for all you people out there that have ever experienced what it's like to be lonely, this is your song. <laughs> Here you go. You can lament over this as much as you want and share it with your friends. So thank you so much for being on the show, Niles, and for doing this take two with me while I'm on a um, little trip to, to Oklahoma. <laughs> so we'll be right back in just thank a you. minute. I but um, I appreciate it. Thank you, honey. And I look forward to, to meeting you in person soon. Here you go. Bloomfield from Shaker Hymns, Niles Rabakowitz. I'm holding the arrow up to my cheek. I'm finding it hard to let go My virtue's distance, my patience is weak Keeping rhythm with my heel and my toe The only friend that knows me goes by the name of Lonely Be careful, you meet him after dark 
question poetry like First Corinthians 13 Even lonely, he used to have a heart Cause he'll play you for a fool if you let him He'll burn skin and blood right off your bones He'll have you believe you can't forget him But tonight I'm feeling lonely full of holes to remember most of December Thanksgiving must have been when we met We'll only roll in with a half a pound of gin and a 72 Stingray Corvette I can't remember what he said but I can't forget the way his breath had traces a blue field in the snow By the time that I looked up
that's a beautiful song by the late Kylie Ray Harris called 20 Years From Now, who left us in September of 2019 in a tragic car accident, left behind a beautiful young daughter. And I hope that she can appreciate that her mom had a really gift, a real gift in music and song. And uh, maybe one day she'll follow in her footsteps. You never know. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed the show today with Shaker Hymns and Niles talking about uh, their journey through Texas music and how they're taking off right now, really getting back into shows and playing around. So be sure to look for them. Shaker Hymns, they're going to be doing a lot of dates in Texas, and I'm sure they'll be stretching out um, across the country as well. But the nice thing about music today, you can just download it and help them out by their um you know, music online and go ahead and get some of their merchandise and help these cats get back on the road again after being gone for so long during uh, during COVID. So I want to say a shout out once again to my sponsors, the Guitar Sanctuary, Tupps Brewery, and also Burris Injury Law for making this possible to bring out to you every week. And, you know, if you hear a show and you enjoyed it, be sure to tell your friends uh, they can listen to this anytime on podcast as well. So uh, be sure to look that up, Texas Homegrown Music with Maylee Thomas. And I'm going to close the show because I'm really excited about this. I don't know if you guys are real familiar with the band that started shortly after Stevie Ray passed away, you know, with with uh, Stevie Ray's um, rhythm section, basically. Tommy Shannon and Chris Layton got together with Charlie Sexton and Doyle Bram Hall II and formed the band Archangels. They were really hot in the 90s. They, they broke off at the end of the 90s, and now they're doing a reunion tour around Texas right now. I'm, I'm going to go see them, and I'm really excited about it. So I'm going to close the show with one of their songs called Always Believed in You, the Archangels. And I always believed in all of you out there because I love life. So don't forget to love life. You get out of it what you put into it. Peace out, everybody, and we'll see you next time.